you want to do the introduction? I should. Uh, welcome. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get Woo! this show on the road. Yeah. Uh, sporting Woods. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The what? sun has just risen. Yes. Early morning, <laughs> morning wood. Uh, it was really foggy this morning. But Super foggy. You know what's not foggy? Our sport chat. Uh, here yes. we are. A crystal nice, clear. Nice touch. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're down to Tim and Michael. Mm. Uh, just the core nucleus of Sporting Woods. <laughs> That's right. Um, Luke uh, decided to take his uh, wife away for a baby moon. A Baby moon. So, baby moon. As as we just spoke off air, you Please. have no idea what a baby moon is. <laughs> I was tr- I was trying to keep it, you no, know, yeah. kayfabe. Just ooh, oh what's yeah, a baby ooh, moon? Ooh, yeah, no. as if you didn't no. tell me five minutes ago, I'll throw you in. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the baby moon is some, you know, a I was going to say a traditional uh, time way, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly happened in the last new like ten years. Yeah. A new tradition where you know partners go away for a nice, luxurious adult style nice. uh, getaway um, prior to the baby arriving. So, you know, like Hamilton Island, somewhere, you know, North Queensland. Nice on, hotel room. Exactly. Yeah. You know, even like a nice city staycation, nice food. Yeah. You know, just, just really the last sort of adult classy thing you're going to do for the next like 18 years. Yeah. Without hiring a yeah. babysitter or, yeah. Or doing anything, you know, yeah. no responsibilities. Well, see, because Luke's a New South Wales supporter and he doesn't get it. Obviously. Yeah. He invited his whole in-laws uh, and for their baby moon, they went to, they went camping. Nice. Like, uh, sure. sure. Yeah. So again, Luke taking the unconventional route. Uh, (laughs) um, down uh, the baby moon uh, path there. So I'm sure uh, in-laws know what's up there. It's uh, a baby moon. Let's give them, you know, let's all go. Yeah. Yeah, So um, you reckon it hits like, and shout out to Luke, but like what? 6 p.m. He's like, I guess it's time for, (laughs) let's let's get an early night. Yeah. (laughs) Hit the hay. It was a cold weekend as well. Wouldn't, you know, look, I mean, he's just he's yeah. just not getting it. Might might affect the baby moon. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But anyway, maybe one day he'll get it. <laughs> Shout out to New South Wales. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the state. Hey, I, I am sitting in Luke's chair, like literally. Yeah. I, oh, you've I taken over, man. This is the first time I've sat on this microphone. Mm. I panned over slightly to the right. Yeah. It's all very weird. <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. Shout out, pan right. Um, <laughs> I was in New South Wales uh, over the weekend for what? a wedding slash listener party. Oh, excellent. Uh, with Dan T, uh, aka Medicine underscore Balls. Oh, in the, the, the tipping comp. Uh, so he got married at a lovely ceremony. And also Big Daddy Hackett was there as well. And uh, honorable mention to the low key alpha moment of the week. Ooh. Um, sponsored by Benny G. Sponsored by Benny G. Yes, thank you very much. Um, we were in uh, Neutral Bay, just living it up with high society. Friday for a recovery, lunch, brunch, drinks thing. It was three o'clock. We had to move the car. And, you know, it's school pickup time, Friday afternoon. Traffic in there is just awful. Hackett sees a reverse park and he's like, I'm going for it. It's oh, got no. five cars back, oh, no. five cars the other way. He's stopping traffic. Balls like, of steel. And, mate, just bang first go didn't even need to line it up that's not under the pump going i'm so happy under the pump and then just like 
got out of the car like nothing ever happened. And that's why it's the Loki alpha moment. Yeah, Big Daddy had Yeah, it. he just, you know, there wasn't like, yeah, that was awesome. It was just like, mate, oh, yeah. standard. Well, standard park. And that's why it's an honourable mention for Loki alpha of the week. Do you know, and we will eventually get to the episode. Maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, my driving licence test many, many moons ago, uh, I did very well on the reverse parking. Mm. Uh, hit, they hit it up. All right, let's try reverse parking there. And they think they're being tough. And I'm like, ah, ha, 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 this is my speciality. <laughs> um, so been I training it, my whole life for this. Pretty much. I absolutely nail it. And then he goes, sweet. Yep. All right. Uh, pull out. And I was so excited and just so in the moment that I went to pull out, but I was still in reverse. Oh. So he's gone pull out and I've like gone, um, didn't hit the car behind me, oh, good. but just not a great look. No. Did you still not- pass though? Oh, yeah, 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 passed. Um, Might have been the second time that I did. No, but that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. The first one, I pulled out into a roundabout as someone was coming on the right. The guy was like, holy fuck. (laughs) And it turns out, yeah, no, that's a big no That's (laughs) big swing and a miss. (laughs) He was like, yeah, nah. (laughs) Oh, okay, true. Back back to the testing site we go. And then you find out, you know, oh, you didn't pass. And then you've got to go back and tell, you know. Your parents, everyone like, oh, well, yep, no, didn't get it. And then they'd start to be like, oh, well, you know, sometimes when you're 17 and, you know, a young man, mm. they like to knock you back the first time just to put you in check. I was it's like, like no, oh, I don't think... No, 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 definitely on me. I, yeah, I see where you're going, but that is not one of those occasions. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Bats, bats, bats. Balls, 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 balls. No, Dre, you're not an idiot. Are we actually going to have this in the podcast? Have you got the run? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Bats, bats, bats. Balls, 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 balls. And then make like a... All right, Tim. Let's do it. Episode 137, uh... Let's start off with a traditional good, bad, and the ugly. What is your good this week? Well, first of all, if you do want to sponsor... Oh, yes, of course. ...any of our segments, including good, bad, and ugly, uh, send your uh, inquiries to... Sportingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. Let's see. So easy to do, and prices may surprise you. And all... I mean, just talk to the guys at Imagine Brewing Co. Mm-mm. And... (laughs) And see how that, that goes. was about their beer, not yes. the guys that imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you cleared that up. Thank you. Um, my good uh, this week, uh, it was South. Now, uh, as mentioned last week, for my just a tip, I had Canberra winning this game because they had to win. Um, but South have come out and put uh, put a, or did a number on Canberra. Yes, it was fairly close, but I don't know. I, I felt like South just. Never looked like they were going to lose that game. Um, now, a couple of tries, Benji, there was a forward pass and all that sort of stuff. Um, and why they get the good this week? Because it could start to turn bad for them. Interesting. Because Adam Reynolds is injured, potentially needs surgery. They're, they're still waiting for results, I think, as we record this. Cam Murray, um, star lock edge back row, he is out. Um, up to eight weeks with an ankle injury. And there's two very key guys, one in the back line, one in the forwards there. 
for them. So they might be running a little thin. Um, and then heading into Origin, you expect there'll be a lot of players um, for South that will feature in State of Origin this year. Uh, so they this could be the start of their real test. And, and Uncle Wayne um, generally doesn't care what happens uh, until after Origin because traditionally that's what he's done with the Broncos. Just get through the first sort of eight, nine weeks. Yep. And then when Origin happens, who cares? And then we backend it and we prime for uh, the last sort of two or three rounds. Um, but they don't want to drop too far either because there is a separation now of teams in the top sort of five and the and the rest. So they don't want to fall too far down. Um, so they get the good despite all of the looming changes. Yes, yep, yes, okay. looming changes. But they have been very, very good and Benji continues to be arguably their best player. But this, this could be the start of them really getting tested. Um, I still back them. Like, they're still a quality team over most sides um, with those two out. But um, it's going to test the depth. Any more injuries, suspensions, things like that um, could really see um, them pegged back a little at a time where they still need to stay up when they lose all the players in origin. Mm. How would you rate the game? Like, wasn't it... Was it an exciting game? Yeah, I mean, it was. Like, I didn't watch it live, so the vested interest was there. It wasn't necessarily there. there but there were some other highly entertaining games this week. Um, less quality, uh, but more entertaining. So okay, I, I think we still that. saw the games of, like, two top teams. And Canberra's still got to work some stuff out. And Rick's... I don't know what's happening down there. But I still think they've got a good enough team to contend um, later. They're just going through this really rough patch and they've they're in a must win situation this week as well. Otherwise it's we're not at panic stations for Canberra yet, but we are we are we're right hovering over there. The yes. Yeah. The bu- the button is there. The hand is hovering. Um my bad this week is well it has to be the Roosters injuries. Two ACLs in the last ten minutes of the match. Um one with origin implications, Lindsay Collins, who's been the Roosters' best forward this season. Uh, he goes down with an ACL with, yeah, five minutes to go in the game. Um, that has huge implications, not only for the Roosters, but for Queensland, um, because they were going to rely upon him uh, as that starting prop with Papali'i. Um, but the big one, uh, the more headline one, is the ACL of Brett Morris um, in the last sort of two minutes of the game um, over the sideline. Now, there's been a couple of talking points out of that. The first one, obviously, uh, in the sheds, he was distraught, like in tears, inconsolable. His twin brother plays in the same, in the side, um, Josh, and, you know, he, both of those guys, you know, crying, and because they're 35, yeah. they're, they're, oh, this okay. is it. Yeah. This yeah. is their last season. Not a way to go out. Yeah, and so he's done, like he's not coming back next year kind of thing. Um, as soon as it happened, he kind of knew, um, but the... Yeah, yikes, that's hectic. That's sort of like, you know, it's a like, horse hurting their legs. It's over. And like, like yeah. yeah. And no one no one wants to go out like that. But the Roosters have had Jake Friend already medically retire this year. Um, Josh Morris is essentially, um, yeah, uh, Brett Morris is essentially done. Boyd Cordner, who knows if he's actually coming back or not. You know, there's all these things at the Roosters. And it was just, it's just so hard to see because you, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, his career's over. Like, like just straight, just... They, there's no coming back from that. Um, is it? Are there stories of people that have had something traumatic like that and come back stronger once you hit that 35 sort of oh, era? Probably not in the NRL. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the NFL, there 
is one just recently, Alex Smith, who we've spoken about, where he broke both his bones in his leg, um, and then he got an infection from the operation that had to tail back all the skin. Uh, so he literally had like raw bone as a leg there for awesome. quite a while. I'll show you the photos. <laughs> we'll see. It's um, pretty yeah. early in the morning. But yeah, he came back. He's like 33, but he yeah. came back yeah. the season just gone and he's now retired. So, oh, yeah. you know, like it's not like this huge thing. And particularly ACLs at that age, like, you know, no one's going to pick him up and pay money that's going to be worth it coming back and yeah, doing the is- rehab and stuff. It's sad. Yeah. The two, the two big talking points out of it was the first one, Fox Sports just kept the camera and the sound because it, he got dragged over the sidelines and the sideline microphone guy was like literally right there. You could hear him like yelling and screaming like mm. it was awful. Do you, an- do you show that? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, like, my gut says no for the, you know, happy family viewing at home. Mm. Still do updates, but I don't blame, you know, the mic guy. That's that's his job. In any case, you want that audio. But, like, yeah, to let it roll on live TV or whatnot, interesting. It, Instead of being yeah. like, okay, and now we'll check back in on yeah. this, like, holy moly, yeah. No, no, it was like, you could hear him, like, in excruciating, like, 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 it was genuine, like, mm. pain... Uncertain, like it was just awful, awful, awful. Um, They probably hovered over that a little bit too long. The second part, and this is where I'm on the other side of the fence on this one. There was a lot of backlash because this year, especially, they're trying to move the game along quicker. Yeah. So for like, if you're down with injuries, like unless you need a stretcher, like, or a head assessment, we are playing on. Yeah just to keep the speed of the game up. And it also stops people waning injuries and, you know, faking it and things like that. And so, uh, was it Matt Checkin, I believe, was hovering over it and they're doing the ACL test and all that sort of stuff. And Checkin goes, he is over the sideline, but not far enough, like, you know, and it's on the other side of the field where all the, the main grandstand is and things like that. So it's yep. way over the other side. And Checkin's like... Do you guys want a stretcher? Because, like, if you're going to need a stretcher, you've got to call it now. And you can see Brett Morris saying, no, not a stretcher. I don't want a stretcher. And then Checkin goes, well, you need to walk all the way around to the other side of the field to do it. And Morris is like, okay. So he does it. Whoa, with a bad ACL. Yeah, well, he's got people hanging over him. Yeah. And the commentary is like, oh, what a sad sight. Like, how do we, this is how we treat our players. And, oh, they should have just got the medicab. And, you know, we stop it for, you know, a, a, a runny nose, but we can't get a thing out for um, Brett Morris and blah, blah, blah. I was like, hang on a minute. He's asked. He's, he's, yeah. The referee has given him the opportunity yep. and he has refused on two occasions. That's that's on him. That's not on oh, the NRL and yes. and the referees and things like checking gave him the option. He's refused. He's told him, right, well, you need to walk around the entire thing because you're not cutting through. We're playing on. And yeah. he said, okay. Yeah, geez. What I mean, else exactly. can the referee do? Short of the game being like, <clears throat> this is not your decision. We're yeah. doing it. And then you get, yeah, I'm assuming people that roll their ankle. But there, and then it's like, that's it. Stay there. We're going to get you a stretcher. Yeah. You but know? like, but there's two trainers there that could have said yes, no, nah, that could have overridden him and said That's just true. get the stretcher. And no, nah, he's he's waved it all off, knowing full and well that he's going to have to walk around the entire thing. So yeah. that to me, that's on him. 
and well, yeah, you want to be a tough guy. Mm. I mean, that yeah, sounded much totally. more aggressive, but like, but you, you know. want to, but and that he knows, he knows that this is his last thing ever. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. he doesn't want to be head held high. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to be remembered as going off on a stretcher. Stretch and I, I yeah. and I get it. Yep. But for people to complain that they should have got him a stretcher and blah blah blah, that's on him. And if the trainers really wanted it, they needed to speak up. Not not Brett anyway. How, but how it, you, oh, sorry. But it leads to another issue. And I I like Vossi, I like Warren Smith, I like a lot of commentators. Name another sport that talks down its own sport by commentators than rugby league. Oh, yeah. It yeah. doesn't happen. You listen to AFL commentary, there's like, they might go, oh, that's a bad call or that's it. We're not going to having what the fuck? We are having philosophical... <laughs> questions by the commentators who are, who are the ones being broadcasted out to the world to try and get people in. If you have a problem with the bunker or, or the way that was handled or whatever, mate, there are 10 million panel shows mm, mm. that you can now discuss these issues on Monday through to Thursday. That are not part of the main product. That no. makes a lot of sense. I back that fully. Do you think WWE, like even WWE, like yeah. it's fake. They're never going to do anything like that. Like, no no other sport has their own commentators talk down the sport than rugby league on live while the game's being yeah, played. On air meetings. It's crazy. That is <clears throat> basically insane because the, the whole point of having commentators is to explain to the people yes. what's going on. What are you seeing on the television? And so, you, particularly on free to air your Gus Gould, your Andrew Johns, those guys are so critical of the game mm, mm. while the game's being played Gus has got a podcast. He's on three panel shows. Like, he he should be just focused on the game and talking about the game itself. I encourage all listeners during the week or, or when you're watching other sport other than rugby league to be conscious of the, the amount of times they talk down the sport as a whole. Not necessarily that was a bad call by the referee, but like, oh, the bunker needs to go. Oh, we need to change the whole... Definition of a shoulder charge, like all yep, that, yep, yep. that does well, not happen in sport. Talking down the sport in general and how it's governed and how it's run. Seriously, go listen to a game of NBA or Major League Baseball or anything. You will not hear one iota spoken bad about the game after it. I almost wish you all the time. Not brought that up because mm. yeah, that's going to be hard to unhear. Make a make a conscious decision to listen to other sports and see how many times they do stuff like the commentators do in rugby league. And as you say, there's so many after the game discussions where it's like here's an hour long program to like even, let's hash it out, get even, some experts in. Exactly, even in the immediate post game show. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like literally, <laughs> like you can talk about it then. But yeah, it's it's really starting to get on my nerves. Um, and that incident there brought me over the edge because I was like, no, he mm, requested mm. this. The referee is working within the confines of what he's allowed to do. He's not a doctor. Yep. We've had this yep. discussion on this podcast. He said, right, if you don't want to stretch it, you're going to have to walk, but you've got to walk all the way around. No dramas. Okay, fine. We, we, we are playing on. Yep. If that's what you want to do, we Which are playing on. Which is also a sensible decision, really. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, literally keep the ball rolling. Because that's what... That's what the fans clearly want because the game has been far more entertaining with the change in these rules and less time for, you know, strategic breaks and feigning injuries and things like yep, that. So, yep, yep. you know, 
Well, that rolls us nicely into the ugly. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. What is this week's ugly? I mean, this is just... I don't even know where to start, but how are we still playing the IPL in India? How? <laughs> how? Yeah. How? how? It, it is how? a tragedy what's going on, but like, yeah, exactly. It, oh, man. Yikes. I mean, we, we could get into penis, 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 but we're not. Uh, let's focus strictly on the IPL. It, it's on the take. Yep. It's on yep. the take. has to be at this point. Why are you still playing? Yep. Why? Tell me why. Uh, we're just going to hold down and get the money and hopefully it should all be <laughs> yeah. fine at the other end. Now, the players are trying to like do things and Pat Cummins in the week said, you know, I'm donating $50,000 and all that. So. Great. Great for him. Um. How about we stop the competition? <laughs> and yep. and the owners, instead of paying the players, can pay for basic medical needs like yep. masks and gloves. Well, this you'd think it's a one-off. It's a calamity. It's, you know, a write-off at this point, you know? But okay. they're just bulldozing through. And we, yeah. we again, we've spoken a little bit about this last year where, you know, particularly in America, it was like we are pushing through and mm. what will be will be. This is just to the extreme. To the extreme. Because you've got international players, you know, Australia's now close the borders to these, anyone traveling from India. I'm sure other countries will probably do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just madness. It's a huge call and in the wrong direction. I would say it's they haven't made any call because they're just like, you know, it, it, yeah, again, yeah. it shows the disparaging between the elite and the, you know, non-haves or the 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 slums or the peasants or however you want to describe, yeah. you know, the the difference. I mean, and do you think 315,000 deaths a day is the real number oh, or yeah. infections a day, whatever it is? True. Quadruple it. Yeah. yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Quadruple it. Because do you think everyone in those, you know, in those slums, in those low economic places are actually going and getting tested? No, they're probably dying in their own places. Yikes. And then just being burnt in these mass graves. But, no, oh, but but Virat Kohli is going to donate $50,000, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, It's awful. And it just goes to show that the IPL is purely plain and simple about money. Yep. I'm sure if the owners and the investors had to be down there themselves, it would be a very different story. I disagree. Oh, really? I would just think like, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. And the other, so there's like, just speaking about the elite in India and things like that, they're getting out of the country. All the all the elite high society people, they're out. Oh, well, that's what I mean. If they're they they're jumping shit. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm talking not necessarily involved in cricket, just like, you know, people related to the royal families and and the upper people and high ranking politicians and all, all that sort of stuff. They're gone. Yep, they're gone. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, we saw all those people that moved to like New Zealand and stuff last year, like high, high up people. Yeah, just because it was like, all right, there's none there. Well, see you later, everybody. But it's just at, at the country's worst time, they're the first to leave, yeah. and they're the only people that can leave because they're the only ones that can afford to leave. Yep. Just really, it really annoys me, and and we are an anti David Warner podcast. But I'm actually going to stand up for David Warner here because Whoa. because Luke goes away for one. Oh, I know, and we just <laughs> blow this thing wide open. David Warner's been sensationally dropped, not only as captain, but from his actual IPL team. 
Um, now, The Sunrisers, Hyderabad are traditionally a successful franchise, um, and David Warner's played with them pretty much exclusively throughout his career. Definitely in the last sort of five years, I think. Uh, he's captain. They've got Kane Williamson, who's the test captain of New Zealand, in their team, but David Warner was captain of the IPL. Like, that's how highly he's regarded. Yeah. You know, big on the TikTok and the, you know, in the <laughs> India socials and things like that, you know, generates a lot of yeah. money. And I laugh, but that's probably it, a very important... Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a huge part of it, and they love him over there. Um, He's been just sensationally dropped for not necessarily his performance, but I think they're is a lot of background stuff where like he's on big money and if they pay him, you can only have a certain amount of internationals play each game. Like I think, I think the number's four, but they'll have like six to eight internationals in the squad. Plus I, I think there's something surrounding match payments where like, yes, you get like a base style salary cause you get auctioned off like slaves. Um, you get auctioned off. Uh, and bought so that these Indian rich Indian people can have pissing contests to be like, oh, I'm so rich, I can afford all these players. And then if they don't play, they don't necessarily get a portion of that auction price. That's rough, but I mean, like, I get that. Yeah, so so there's other things surrounding that as well where they're, like, just getting rid of him because, you know, they want to save the money and all that sort of stuff. And it's just awful. There's obviously... And even... Former, former, current, and former players are coming out saying, oh, "There's something." Well, since you, you said g- that, yeah. that's where the plan falls down. Yeah. Yes. How are you going to leave out still one of the best T20 players in the world out of your entire squad? Mm, mm, mm. Do you it's, think they it's put odd. that money up at the start to get him just to keep him out of you know other people's yeah, teams? Yeah. Oh yeah. And totally. then have gone like, well, okay, we don't actually want to pay that. So, well, a part of it, yes, yeah. but like, I don't know the specific rules around it, so I don't want to speak too much about it. But it's just all on the tape, all of it. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. th- there's no like incentive for coming last. You know what I mean? Like, well, I suppose you just play. You just yeah. play one of the best T20 players to ever play the game. <laughs> you just do it. Yep. Uh, you, why? Why not? Yeah. So it's what's happened? That, uh, the fucking nexus where sport meets the business side of it meets where, just absolute yeah. just shit people. Yep. 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 And well, pissing people there to make money. They yeah. probably could care less, could not care less about the sport. Mm. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, the whole IPL is just, if it wasn't a farce before this year, I think it's proven that, like, A, no one outside of India has remote interest, and B, if you're even in India, you're probably dying, so you're not even watching. Yep. These last two years have really exposed a lot of uh, leagues and a lot of different sports mm. for this sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, when it comes to crunch time, where do your loyalties lie? lie? And like the whole European Super League. Exactly. It's exactly what I was yep. thinking of as well. Disgusting. Um, and how open and brazen they are with it as well. And all those European uh, Super Leagues, you know, all the people involved with that are like, oh, yes, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll never do that again. Well, so brazenly. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we will exactly. Do, we do it again tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If they could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Um, so that rolls us now into, like, speaking of poor decisions. And on the take, yes. And on the take. Uh, we've got the Limp Dick Team of the Week. Well, you've a skipped. A lot of options. Oh, sorry. You skipped on the take. Oh, I did. I, I was going to say, I've got, a, I've got another rant. <laughs> Let me back up. <laughs> uh, after nominating myself as a Limp <laughs> Dick Team uh, podcaster, <laughs> who else is on the take? Well, I mean, 
insert rant from last week about all the players that the Broncos have given up. Uh, new CEO Donaghy. Now there was some on the take just with the new CEO because he got poached from Melbourne, but he was still contracted to Melbourne until the halfway through this year. Um, why they do it halfway? Yeah, that's for a, that's a that's a whole other thing we're not getting into. Yikes! Yeah, doesn't that like really bias you if you're on a team that you know your new job is going to be playing against? Yeah. What incentive is there for you to do your best job? Oh, I, don't I don't know. Anyway, Melbourne were holding out on letting him go. They weren't going to let him go. They even though they knew that he signed on to be the next Broncos CEO, they were. Yeah. And and the Broncos were like, "Oh no, we'll pay him." Blah blah blah. And Melbourne were like, "No, fuck yeah, Why, no, why would we? Why would we? We're not done playing with that toy." Yeah. So then he goes up to Brisbane, and there's been a lot of talk, and and we we I'm not going to rant too hard about last week where you know David Fafita had, you know, man of the match, three points in the Sweezies. He's Broncos. The real team that let, you know, the Broncos have let go. You know, all these guys that the Broncos should have had. Reese Walsh uh, foreshadowing. Um, you know, it just... It's why it's, it's... It doesn't get the um, coverage it deserves. And there's a lot of reasons why. And the first reason is, is that... Fox Sports own a majority stake in the Broncos. So, of course, they're really? not going to push that narrative. Yeah, of course yes, not. Of course not. Why no, would they do no that? I have no idea about that. Oh, uh, yeah. And Melbourne Storm as well, right. of which Donaghy was at. And Storm this, is now at the Broncos. This is just... What? So, that's not... They don't have stakes in every team. No, no. Wow. How could you not have favourites? Fuck me. That's crazy. That's on the tape. This is the sort of on yeah. the tape material that, yeah. Unfortunately, this is very old news. I know, so, I yeah, know. I, this is just me. But yeah, but your yeah. reaction is like, yes. Yeah. How how do we just let this like, happen? Obvious problems. Yes. <laughs> like, but it all started in 97 when they branched out and did the Super League. And that's how like Gordon Tallis got his job for life with Fox. Because when he signed with the Broncos, he sat out a year before the Super League started. And Rupert just was like, we'll give you a job for life. And, like, that's how he continues to work for Fox Sports. Like, like it's just, if we delve into that, we're, you know, it gets really, really yeah. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. so, the new Broncos CEO has come out and a story has come out in the Courier Mail, owned by Fox, that he wants the NRL to put in new rules in place to stop other teams <laughs> poaching Elite talent. Yep, 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 yep. Well, Are you <laughs> shitting me? <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Do you, uh, so, and so, how, how? No, please. I'm speaking, mate. Yeah. I've got that sentence alone should <laughs> just have everyone going. Are you shitting me? Yeah. And if it yep. doesn't, you're a one-eyed Bronco supporter. Because look at what's happening at Penrith now. Mm, mm. Penrith have had this core group of juniors come through the ranks the whole time and now their players are getting picked off Naden, Burton you know all these sort of guys in a couple of years they're not going to be able to keep all those guys that's what happens with the, with the salary cap unless we move to a draft style system that's not happening and then what's the incentives for the NRL clubs to invest in grassroots footy if they're just going to fly they, away once they exactly yeah, so so you invest it while they're juniors, get them into academies, all that sort of stuff, give them contracts before anyone else can see them. Yep, yep. Then it's up to the club to keep them. That makes sense. Like David Fafita. Like Tino, big Tino. He was a, you know, out of Kibra Park. Like, he was a guy that the Broncos should have kept. Like, there's just so many of these guys. And now 
again, it's come to the forefront because Xavier Coates um, has visited Melbourne over the weekend and looks likely to sign there as a replacement for Josh Adokar, who's moving to the Bulldogs. I mean, it just, again, it's pandering to the Broncos for thinking that, like, oh, it's everyone else's problem that we didn't retain um, yeah. uh, David Feeder and that we let Reese Walsh walk mid-season and that Katoni Staggs probably isn't going to sign with us and we let Tommy Dearden go because they're on more money. Well, they're all screaming, get me the fuck out of Brisbane. Yeah. They're not... That's a managerial club problem. That's not a, oh, every other team's approaching our players. That's them saying, I've got a free ride on the most profitable, best situation in the NRL, and I'm willing to get the hell away as quick as I can. That's what that's saying. That's not poaching players and new NRL rules need to come into place. That's saying something is drastically wrong with your club and you are trying to put in a rule to essentially force people to stay with you. Yeah. Not against their will, but like without the opportunity for free market. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's unbelievable. That's right. It's not really poaching if they're running away. You know? Correct. It's not like they're going like, oh, yes, look, we'll give you this, 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 and this. Please consider yeah. coming over to our club. But they, like Reese Walsh, classic example. He was told by the Warriors that they're going to put him at fullback uh, when Roger Tuovasashek leaves at the end of the season. The Broncos are a shit show at fullback. Do you think Jermaine Asako is the answer at fullback? Of course he's not. You, you know can my pay- opinions on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can pay Reese Walsh, you can keep Reese Walsh and put him in at number one now. Now, nothing stopping you from doing that and pay him and get rid of all this other dead weight rubbish. But no, you decided to let him go. And then look what he's done in the last... He's played two games and, mate, he is a superstar. Yep. Like, that's on the club. That's not on the Warriors poaching. Yeah, it's not the, the system. No, and they they let him go. He was still contracted to the Broncos this year. And they let him go. Tom didn't. They fucked around with him so much. He's like, if you guys aren't going to figure it out, I'm leaving. And he left. That's not poaching. That's the shit show. Doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Yes. And Dearden's like, I'm not going to be a part of it. Well, it's sounding like the larger picture is that, yes, uh, if all these players are going on to success after they leave the team, that, yeah, maybe the problem is with the organization. Well, see, it's TBA. Like, well, why couldn't we make this happen while you yeah. were here? Yeah, and like that's that's a big thing about the Tigers, and and it's fair because um, you see like James Sinesco, Mitch Moses, and things like that. But there's just as many players who go for the big money and fail at other clubs than succeed. So it's still a TBA. But guys like Reese Walsh, I mean, like God Jesus, they let him go. Don't claim that that's a poaching situation. It's not. You had the chance to keep him. You let him go. You released him from a contract. Shut up and deal with it like every other Sydney club is dealing with it. It's interesting that that's where their mind is. Yes. That is the most sort of like, well, this couldn't possibly be my fault. As this you couldn't know? happen to the Broncos because the Broncos have never seen a mass exodus mm, mm. because it's always like 10 years ago, David Fafita's in the system. Mate, they don't even get to the point of seeing what other clubs are offering on the free agent market. Like, like that's the Broncos of old. It's like, we'll just keep you in. Like, why Why would anyone want to leave the Broncos? It's un, it's unbelievable. And now they they can't keep anyone. And they're trying... Now they want to put in rules because they finally are like every other club and are losing players to free agency. Crazy. Anyway, 
Well, rant over. I um, foreshadowed it earlier for yes, you did, eared listeners. Uh, but we are coming up now to the Limp Dick Team of the Week. Were there many options this week? Oh, there were. Um, Cronulla were terrible against Melbourne. Um, uh, St. George were awful against the Tigers. Uh, Dogs, eh, yeah, you know, they can be excused because they're actually terrible. (laughs) Um, But uh, this week it has to go to the Broncos, to the Broncos. I wish it went to the Broncos, but it went to the Titans uh, against the Broncos. Um, Nomination for match of the year. Wow. Not not because of quality, because <laughs> it was it was two teams that were just they brought each other down to the lowest level that they could. They, it was Amazing. just it was end to end stuff, but not in a good way, like in a just plain terrible way, like tackles falling off, errors. Just it was awful end to end stuff. Um, they gave up a twenty two point lead. They were ahead twenty two nil after sixteen minutes. Wow. They scored four tries in the first 16 minutes of the match. And I was like, oh, they could put 70 on them. Because every time over the last 18 months that the Broncos have been tested, they have crumbled. Like, and if 22 nil after 16 minutes is their best effort, what's going to happen for the rest of the game? Well, it's got to get in your head as well. That's shocking that they were able to... You know, and the mentality is like, here we go again. Like, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Now, Kevy's going to... fucking burn a Broncos jersey and all that sort of stuff. Then the Titans just switched off. Like, and it wasn't, it was not the Broncos coming back into this game. It it it, it really wasn't. It was the Titans just shrugging off tackles, not running hard. You know, the work had already been done. And this is what happens with these teams that have been put together with all this hype. You know, and all this, oh, the Titans are a smoky for the competition. And all that, if, if they can keep it together, you know, they, they could go close to winning the comp. You buy into it, naturally, because you're a young, brash team. And you've just put on four tries in 15 minutes against big brother Brisbane Broncos. That's the next step the Titans need to take. That needs to be 50. Mm. That needs to be 30 nil at half time and 50 nil at the end of the game. The Storm... The Roosters, those sorts of teams south, they'll do that. Yep. The Titans aren't there yet, and they just completely clocked off. Yes, there was some decent play by the Broncos, but let's be honest, it was the Titans just clocking off and switching off. Yeah, they've hit 22 and gone, well, Yep. how could they possibly... Yep. And yeah. by halftime, it was even. Far out, yeah. Crazy. And the big one, and we've spoken a bit about him already, is David Fafita. Um he just lacks that consistency. Last week, three points in the Sweezy's, three tries, his second hat-trick before halftime. Like, it just... He is a superstar, but it, these are the guys that need to step up when it's 22-0 and just be like, right, it's foot on the throat yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. instead of partying and yee-hawing in the, in the background. He needed to take, you know, in that first set after, just take two hit-ups and get them as far down the field as possible and things like that. Also, had a... Um, an injury to Corey Thompson, the uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, he looks like he's going to be out for eight weeks, so that's a big loss for them. Um, and uh, luck, but lucky for them, they get to face the Tigers next week. Mm-hmm. So we all know how that one's going to go. Uh, but oh, yeah, maybe we don't now. Yeah. All things considered. Well, yeah, and this is why I always had that reservation with the Titans. I said once every six weeks or something, they're just going to shit the bed because 
they either buy into the hype or they're just not switched on or they just, you know, combinations are out and they just think it's all going to click. And it doesn't. It takes time. Yeah. So, have yeah. to turn up and be present for every game. Game. That's right. You can't just rock up and listen like, to yeah, what's happening yeah, we're, in the media. Yeah, rock and roll list. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you still need to put in the effort. So, um, good. it'll be a good learning experience for them. Uh, well, which brings us to the low-key alpha moment of the week, sponsored by Benny G. Uh, look, I'm interested to hear what you pick because it's got to be on the level of Daddy Hackett. Yeah. Uh, reverse parking in traffic. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And no selling it. Yeah, and no selling it yeah. in Sydney traffic. Um, Darren Stevens, the relative unknown, he's 44 years of age, playing county cricket. Uh, he gets Marnus Labashane. Top three test batsmen in the world out LBW in a county cricket match. Oh, that's going to be a bit embarrassing. He is a part-time bowler. Like, he's not even, like, one of their full-time bowlers. He's 44, for Christ's sake. Like, and gets one of the best test batsmen in the world out LBW. I mean, what a moment. This guy, they're just like, they just threw in the ball and said, mate, just whatever you can get. Yeah. Up against Marnus, who would have just been like, who's this cat? But that element of surprise, being thrown in the ball and just like shooting it, like he's dead set bowling like less than a hundred kilometers an hour. There's like it's so slow. Yeah, it's yep. just you know he's just walking in like he's having a knockabout. Yep. And so bang. Is, this, is that luck or is that you know? Oh, I mean it was a decent enough ball. It was in swinging and all that sort of stuff. But that's cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Like true. it just takes that one ball to get someone out, and so you're always in the game because there's always one ball changes it. So. Yep. I wanted to give that as a low-key alpha moment of the week. There was a bit of celebration, but not like there wasn't like he was doing laps or anything like that. No, and th- I mean like that's allowed. You get out one of the top. Oh yeah, but imagine <laughs> like game. imagine being forty-four. Yeah, like and playing like county cricket. Yes, it's a I little mean, it's a little different to how they do it here in the domestic competition. Still, you get props for being able to roll the arm and play and play yeah. play you know class A cricket. Um, and get one of the best test batsmen out. So a moment he'll never forget and worthy of the low-key alpha moment of the week sponsored by Benny G. Uh, well, I haven't haven't gone ahead and gotten the American correspondent on the line yet, but let's see if I can just dial him in. Oh, okay. I'll try um, telepathically. Okay. Uh, and those listening along at home uh, can join in. Uh, so here we go. Just give me two minutes... Let's go 120 seconds of just intense thinking. <laughs> All right, there we go. I've got him on the line. Hello. Uh, we, we edited it. Uh, yes, <laughs> edited it out, yes. Uh, American correspondent, hello, how hello. are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Where's Luke? I'm well. Uh, Luke's on his baby moon, which I'm sure you know. What, oh, yes, what yes. yes. Uh, what luxurious location did Luke go for his baby Did he take his wife for the baby moon? Oh, yes, of course. That That's a part of it. And not only did he take his wife, took the whole family, uh, and they went what? out to the uh, wilderness, as you do. Baby uh, moon. Hey, look, it's a brave new world. Uh, maybe he's starting a new trend. I, I think so, which, which is his way. He is undeniably a trendsetter. So I've heard. Um, And much love to the family over there. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for asking, American (laughs) correspondent. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Cleveland. We've just had the NFL draft in Cleveland, Ohio. Say good day to Drew Carey for me. I will. Uh, The NFL draft, uh, the greatest television show of the year, has completed. Um, Not as jaw-dropping amazing as usual no surprise twists 
a couple, but not like. Usually, you 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 know when teams make a pick, you're like, oh, that's like no, what what the hell are they doing? A lot of a lot of them, if not most of them, out of that first round that they have on Thursday night, they all would have just sat back and gone, you know what? We did pretty well. Like everyone was like pretty happy. There was no like huge reaches or anything like that. The big story is Justin Fields um, getting uh, going to Chicago. Chicago traded up. Uh, picks to get him. There was talk that he was going to fall into the, you know, into the late teens, early twenties. Um, but Chicago move up to pick eleven to take Justin Fields. They get their quarterback. They just got rid of their last quarterback that they traded up to get in a draft five years ago. So they've got history <laughs> of of having busts. Um, but this guy seems to be. Um, you know, re- I I really like him. I think he'll be good in Chicago. Um, well, this is good news to hear. Like, you'd surely you'd prefer a solid draft, yes. rather than like wild, crazy. Oh my god! Yes, you know? and I think I think most, if not all, teams had mild drafts. Yep, like nothing crazy. And again, I think it was COVID. There's, you know, they didn't have the draft combine. Um, to get all the you know equivocal measurables like forty yard dash and bench press and things like that, that was done individually at pro days where things could be, you know, uh, skewed yep, to make yep, them yep, look yep, better yep. and things like that. Less film because there was less games, you know, all that sort of stuff. So oh, okay, um, so they're picking blind a little or blinder than blinder. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so some teams, some teams strategically chose to not have that many draft picks this year. So that they didn't, so that they avoided, um, you know, big busts and things like that. Yeah, it, some teams it just worked out that way. Other teams, I think, were like, yeah, we're gonna try and not get that many picks and and maybe try and get more picks for next year. Um, so yeah, Trevor Lawrence was number one pick off to Jacksonville. Trey Lance got the surprise, a little bit of a surprise there for San Francisco, but otherwise, fairly mild draft. Um, not much to talk about, but the other big news uh, that came out of the well came out before the NFL draft is that Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has essentially said, "I'm done with Green Bay. I'm going to retire or hold out, so you can trade me. I'm not playing for you anymore." Yikes! And so That's that a big call. It's, it's it's a huge call, but um, there's been some uh, uh, you know front office moves and issues over the last sort of five years that he's growing incredibly frustrated over. Um, they don't seem to help him out. They were within one game of the Super Bowl this year um, and still uh, still upheaval and things like that. So now it's the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes and that could have implications across the league. Um, so we could see this whole other new set of frenzied trades um, in the next couple of months, but we'll see what happens. Uh, just to put you on the spot, American correspondent, mm. uh, any other sports, uh, big news in other sports over there? Well, my Phoenix Suns, they are killing it. Uh, number one in the West. They just beat um, Utah, um, but we're heading into the playoffs. LeBron's just come back from a our ankle injury, um, so he's on sort of a load management style. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how far the Lakers have dropped and can they recover uh, in the West because the West is stacked um, Kyrie still doing Kyrie things, but yeah, not, not too many major stories. Um, what's your gut instinct on uh space jam two? Oh, great question. I don't know. Yeah. I'm same boat. I mean, like uh, unbelievably 
the first one is just uh, Space Jam One is just one of those incredible should not have worked, should not be popular. Yeah, movies. but is I I and I think I'll you're incredibly right. In this, if the second one is anywhere close to that, half as good. Oh, they're coming for yeah. you, Michael. Oh no, yeah, that's my controversial. Uh, uh, Space Jam yeah. opinions. Yeah, hot take. Shout out to Huawei and, <laughs> and the people listening in. Oppo. That's my phone. The um, uh, look, I watched the trailer, but like... Oh, I haven't even seen the trailer. Oh, yeah, it's like a three-minute trailer. Shit. Maybe that might change your opinion. Does if, Do the children of today even know who the Looney Tunes are? Because uh, we grew up in that golden age where like still that holdover... You're seeing all the Looney Tunes TV uh, on TV. Yep. Um, I nowadays, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought they might have gone like Pixar or something like that. But Surely. I suppose Warner Brothers own Space Jam. So yeah. they would have to use yeah. their... Yeah, I and mean... What, and can you have a Space Jam without the Looney Tunes? But, I, you know, I felt that true. way about the Muppets movie and stuff. It's like, mm. well, do people even know? Do they get it? Yeah. I, mean, I, I like, think it's also parent nostalgia. Yeah. To take their kids yep. to watch Space Jam. Yep, all the people our age with children and whatnot going, nah, mate, this is going to be great. This will be good. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's, again, I just think it's, LeBron went to LA knowing that he was going to make Space Jam. Yep. You know, Anthony yep. Davis was given a spot in Space Jam when he signed with the Lakers. I mean, like, yeah. Yep, yep. Hey, may, uh, no grudges against the basketball players. Yeah. That all makes sense. But the first like, one had like, a heap of basketball players in it as oh, well. Oh, to- yeah. totally, totally. But, again... It's just, you know, pandering to, like, money. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And yep, so yep. we'll see. Uh, are you going to watch it? Look, I can't imagine I'm going to pay for it. Oh, okay, there you <laughs> go. Like, I was go- I'm, not, I'll, I'm not going to the cinema. I'll watch probably. it. I'll yeah? watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I remember, I remember Looney Tunes back in action flopped and wasn't horrible, had all plenty of big-name stars and just, you know, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah. I think you've hit it on the head there. Like, does anyone care about Looney Tunes? And how many, like, they did all their jokes in the first Space Jam. Mm. Like, oh, what would it be like if the Tasmanian Devil played basketball? Yes. How do you do that differently? Exactly. How do you do you that can't. a second time? You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Uh, look, uh, thank you. We'll let you go, American correspondent, and invite Tim back into the studio uh, to take us through the Supercoach scores. Telepathically? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Let me let me get you off the line. Uh, it should take five minutes or so. And five. Okay, yeah. There we go. We're back. Hello, Michael. Oh, Tim, welcome back. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, you had to duck out there. Oh, that's okay. I'm ready to do the super coach. Oh, please do. All right. What, well, what's the ladder looking like this week? Well, oh, I'm jumping ahead, but oh, mate, yeah. no, you jump ahead. Um, Luke continues. The Mad Kents. I said Kents continue to roll. Um. Some some high scores this week, um, but you know, pretty chalky. The teams the teams that are up there have won, and That's the teams that again. are down have lost. So uh, we'll go through the scores. The Mad Kents, I said Kents get the win over Juzzy T and the Basket Straight Ins one three oh three, huge score to one two seven four. I think Juzzy got the second highest score of the round and lost his matchup. Oof. Wow, yes. actually, yeah. yes. So <laughs> if he played anyone else, he would have won. Um, up to your nuts, uh, Dano gets a victory over the Pig Dogs. Close matchup, 1165 to 1136. The Northern Vikings, Jonas, continues to roll 1262 over friend of the show, 1146. And 
Jimmy's actually cracking the thousand points and not only thousand, you know, a thousand, he's getting into the 1100s now. So he's doing something right for the first time ever. Um, a bunch of hunts. I said hunts with a resounding victory over Joe's guns, one, two, seven, one to one Oh nine, six. And the coagulators fall below the revolution Mendoza line, a close loss, one, two, seven, four to one, two, five, six. So I think I've got the fifth highest score and loss, but that's okay. Things happen. Let's go to the head-to-head ladder. The Mad Kents, they're undefeated. 5-0, 10 points. Northern Vikings, um, 4-1. They're in second place on eight. Then there's a three-way tie for third. The Coagulators, a bunch of hunts. I said hunts and up to your nuts. Uh, rounding out the top five there. Uh, three teams on four points. The Pig Dogs, Basket Straight-Ins, and the Revolution. They're starting to make tracks now. Uh, two in a row, I believe, in their last two games. Uh, Joe's Guns in ninth position on two points and languishing last. Friend of the show, Jimmy B. Now, as we move to total points, Luke continues to roll uh, his overall rank, 2796. Unbelievable. It's got to be pleased. He's that. cracked He's cracked the 10,000 points. Uh, he's still, in the zone at this point. Oh, 100%. Undeniably. And he was away the whole week. So, <laughs> uh, the whole weekend. So, um, let's see if he can stay in this top 3,000, even push back into the top 1,000. Northern Vikings rank, overall rank, 8,901. Then it falls back to the Revolution, 15,930. Basket straight-ins, other, only other team in the top 20,000 in 18,190. Um, forgive my uh, super coach naivety. Yes. Um, but uh, listeners to this show able to see what people have picked before the games happen? No, like, no, no, okay. no. You only get to see it once the game has dropped. Oh, that's but you can change your team like during the during the weekend as well. So sure, sure, it's sure. not always it, the team. The full team isn't really locked in until the last game of the round. I was so just hoping can, listeners nah. could yeah get the inside track, see what people uh, and they could copy what, what teams have been yes. selected. No, I mean we could post stuff, but like you know, yeah, I don't think I don't think yeah. yeah exactly, and it changes all the time. But if you do want the inside track, you can listen to our friend Juzzy T and the NRL Supercoach Talk podcast. Um, just search NRL Supercoach Talk, and you should be able to find them wherever you get your podcast. They do a great job there. They've also got a website um, that highlights all the stats and Ooh. all this, all that sort of stuff. So check them out if you want to improve your Supercoach game. Now, Tim, we were talking to the American correspondent earlier, but mm. I'm interested to get your thoughts on the new uh, Space Jam movie. Oh well, so <laughs> so I have you. There was a trailer that came out. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard of. Um, yeah. So I don't know why you I haven't watched it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you? Yeah. I recently found out. I have not watched it yet. I oh, hear okay. it's three minutes long. Yeah, it's about three minutes. I mean, like, uh, who watches Looney Tunes anymore? Like, is yeah. that even a thing? Yep. As much as I love them. Yeah. The old uh, Merry Melodies. Uh, and also, shout out to Tunes, spelled T-U-N-E-S. Not oh. T-O-O-N-S, as a lot of people think. Oh. They're loony tunes, like music. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't pick go. up on that. Hey, but like, uh, anyway. Uh, but, like, I thought they would have done, like, I'm probably Warner Brothers, like, own They own a lot, Space of, Jam? A lot of property as well, like oh, intellectual mate. property. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, probably they own that. But I was I mean, thinking... I'm struggling to think of what... I was thinking maybe they do it with, like, Pixar or, or Disney... 
this time, but like, no, nah, like obviously they own it. So I don't know what the American correspondent said, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm a little, I'm a little bit like yeah. Space Jam without doing Space Jam. Like LeBron could have just done a movie with yeah. Disney or whatnot, but it's Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like it's it's Space Jam, but you know, like George Harrison says on The Simpsons, it's, it's been, been done. done. <laughs> uh, if so, I could quote George Harrison, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be a better public speaker. Um, Tim, tell me about the tipping scores this week. Who came well, out on top? Con- controversial. Um, I went... I, I got arrogant. I got greedy. Uh, I went for some upsets. I tipped Canberra. Um, I also... Who was the other upset that I tipped? Um, I tipped the Cowboys, who almost came back to beat the Warriors, but I followed it up by picking the Tigers when everyone else tipped the Dragons. So it could have been a lot worse. The Tigers uh, bowed me out there, um, but I still maintain a lead. Let's start at the bottom. Friend of the show, Jimmy B, he's four points behind second last. So he can't put it together in both tipping and super coach. He's on 34. Benny G on 38. Medicine underscore balls, congratulations. Uh, 39 in 12th spot. Joey Jojo, Junior Shabadoo, uh in 11th on 40. Then we get up to JT250 and hashtag ride or die on 41. Top eight is Daddy Hackett and Hanlon. Uh, they're both on 42. Angle Park missed the first tip Ooh. and then got six. Oh, so upsetting. So she could have uh, moved up into the top four there, but um, she remains on 44 points. Hebsheim's Heroes and Dan V um, both on 45. A tie for second. Uh, Jay Goldie. Uh, and Dogs of War, Dane O on 46, and leading the competition by four points now, the Coagulator. So, yeah, yes. Well, yeah, congratulations. And Thanks. I mean, I mean, I took some risks. They did not pay, pay it off, but I didn't lose that much of a spot. So And it's the time of the season to be exactly. taking risks. So, well. yeah. So, and then maybe I'll go back and push some favorites. <laughs> Just to get me through. Well, let's keep this bullet train rolling on into the station. Mm. Uh, Sweezies. Well. Um, and obviously before we, like, warming up to the Sweezies, mm. what is our moment in BDE history? Well, I've gone back in the archives because Ooh. this was, this moment, it, it almost transcended sport. It was like one of those things that was thought at the time was thought to be impossible. Breaking the four minute mile. So yep, running yep, a mile yep, in yep. four minutes. May 6th, 1954, English athlete Roger Bannister becomes the first person to run a sub four minute mile, three minutes, 59 seconds, point four. And is, that's huge. At the well, time, back then. it was like in athlete, athletics and sport, it was like the unattainable record yeah. like no one's ever going to break the four minute mile like so many people tried it's like the two hour marathon or you know whatever it was um yeah there's really nothing that compares to it now like in terms of like historical thing because it was like athletics was put on a pedestal back in the you know post-war kind of thing because it was an easy enough sport yep to to organize and get through um but I left a little bit of side note there that it's now been broken by a 1,500 athlete, professional athlete. So, like... But think about how much more we know about running, how, uh, medicine, health. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. All of that stuff, yeah. And at the time, that's why it was such a BDE moment. Yep. It was like this miracle 
that this guy could actually pull it off and run the four minute mile. So, um, yeah, one of those moments in sports, you look back now and go like, Oh, not really like, doesn't seem like a thing, but at the time it was like the number one sporting achievement. So what a perfect moment in BDE history. Oh, what a, what a selection. Exactly. Um, and we've got some great selections in the Sweezies. There has been a little bit of a theme and I know we don't do honorable mentions, Oh, look, just this once. But Looks I'm going to do here. an honorable mention. I won't tell him. I've made a late change because I, I've made a mistake. So this is why this person this <laughs> person okay. gets an honorable mention. Uh, young Tigers winger, uh, Zach Sini, uh, made his debut on Sunday against the Dragons, scores a try, looked fantastic. I think he's sewn up a spot for us for the rest of the year. But it's the lads. Remember we had this thing last year where... Charlie Staines made his debut and scored four tries and the, his mates were like on the cans at the, <laughs> at the ground and like going crazy and things like that. It's now a trend because we've seen it oh, in, a, no. in a couple of other games. Um, but Zach Sini, he had about, I don't know, 50 people in the, in the grandstand and he literally scored, scored his try on the sideline and they were literally right in front of it. Like you couldn't have picked, you know, couldn't have written it any better. Yeah. And they were taking off their shirts and throwing their ah. drinks and carrying on. And uh, it was so great to see. So honorable mention, Zach Zini. And also the lads. Got to give a shout out to the Always lads shout out to in the, lads. the grandstand. Good on them for turning up, you know. Oh, yeah. And and this is definitely now a thing like these debut, um, you know, get a crowd in and, and yep. you know, go yep. crazy for them and things like that. So uh, do you see that in other sports? No. And that's why... It makes rugby league. It's got to help it your performance as well. You oh, know? totally, you wanna, you totally. Wanna pop the lads. Yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. You, know? you want to make them pop and yeah. score a try and all yep. that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, totally. It's it was a great sight to see. Really happy for the kid. All right. Well, number one, uh, one well, point. Sorry. There's there's two uh, themes to this Sweezies. It's like a fucking cryptic crossword. It is. It is. It is a cryptic crossword, but it's also a big fu to the Broncos. So the first one is these three players were all affiliated with the Broncos at some point and the Broncos could have signed them or retained them. And the second second theme is that these guys are all young superstars and will just dominate the competition in the next sort of 10 years. So one point, the second gamer thrusted into um, 5'8", uh, Reese Walsh for nice. the uh, Warriors. Mate, he just exudes confidence. Everything he's doing, he's just doing it at a 1,000 miles an hour with with full confidence. Yeah, he, he made a couple of mistakes, but he's playing half in a team that he's been on for four weeks. Like, that's the confidence they've got in this kid hmm. to, you know, steer them around the ship. He's been there for a month, and they're like, right, you're our you're guy. You're the guy, yeah. You are our guy, and he hasn't played first grade. This is his second game. Uh, fantastic achievement. They're playing really well on the back of him, and the Warriors are... are you know, they're still hanging in there. They're still on that precipice of the eight, looking very, very um, good. And this guy could take them to the next level um, in the years to come. So uh, big shout out, Reese Walsh, second game, uh, playing 5-8, killing it. Now, I wanted to give this guy three points, but I couldn't because... There was another. There was, there was, there another. Were, there was another point. Harry Grant, in just a one-man domination of Cronulla, Three try assists, three line break assists. Every time he touched the ball, it, something was going to happen. This is how the game is going to be played. Harry Grant is going to be the best player in the NRL by like the end of this year. 
I have no doubt in my mind. He is, he has taken Melbourne to a level, another level, when they won the comp last year with Cam Smith, arguably the greatest rugby league player of all time. Like, he's filling that role and they're better with him. Like, it is insane how good this guy is. And they're just going to keep rolling and keep rolling and play this two-hooker role with, you know, Brandon Smith and things like that. Harry Grant's a superstar, um, but can only get two points because another superstar, Sam Walker, five try assists. He's kicking left-footed. Like, it's just... it's. It's getting the job done. Everything he's touched has turned to absolute gold. He can do no wrong. He's 18. Like, uh, it's unbelievable. And he's yeah. in a team where they're just falling apart injury-wise. You know, Tedesco is out. All these guys are out. Like, he may as well captain... If, if Tedesco's not back, he may as well captain this team. Perfect conditions to step up. Like... Especially it, when they need it. And Yeah. And... and Kudos to the coaching staff. They didn't put him in round one because of all, you know, there would have been all this extra hype and things like that. They started him in round three or four, whatever it was, uh, when they had their own little injuries. Mate, he he looks like a seasoned veteran and it's game five. And he is just steering this ship and they had, had the um, camera on, on him a lot. And you can see him talking and, and shuffling players and moving them out. And he's always two plays ahead of the game and, and things like that. Yes, he's had a strong pedigree, but you need to put that into fruition. And this team is not going to be as dominant as what the Roosters have been over the last sort of three or four years because of all these injuries, because they're relying on bits and pieces to get them through. And we mentioned it a bit last week where the Roosters probably won't win the comp this year, but they'll still beat the bad teams quite comprehensively. And Solid foundation. Exactly. It sounds like... Good can, coaching. Yes. You can build a team around this guy. Exactly. Oh, 100%. And the Roosters are going to um, re-up him very shortly, I think. So mm-hmm. so that's going to be coming. But Broncos have first shot at him and went Tommy Dearden, who's now said, get me the fuck out of here as fast as I can. So, again, where where's that conversation? Oh, no, let's just change the rules so, <laughs> so that no one can touch these guys. But, yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic performance. Uh one of the performances of the year um, nomination. It'd have to be a nomination for individual performance of the year. Uh, he he was fantastic. Great, we will great to match. The ball. Uh, to the ball, to the wall, to the board, <laughs> to the board, to the ward ball. Yes. Well, it's easy for me to say. Yeah. There you go. Um, look, I've had to step up personally this week. And yes. I'm sure you are interested to hear my uh, sriracha. Tales. I've yes. been having some myself. Because we knew that Luke was this. on the baby moon. Yes. Sure did. Yes. Um, I am oh, a little embarrassed, but not really. I, oh, don't I, be. I had Safe a, um, space. I tried out some cauliflower burgers. Oh, yeah. Uh, just little patties made of cauliflower. Tremendous, just regular, everything else regular burger style, mm. uh, but supplemented by some sriracha sauce. Mm. Did you cook the cauliflower? Sure did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, like I didn't make them myself. The store bought burgers, but oh, you know, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Took them pro- uh, yeah. personally. Um, but yes, then looked up because I was very curious: Is sriracha healthy for you? I would say no. Yeah, that was the answer. No, um, <laughs> they were like, I guess. I mean, it's, it's like not they, actively it, yeah. horrible, but it's like cupy mayo. Like, uh, right, yeah. That stuff is so much worse for you than actual mayo. Like, really? Oh yeah. Ah, uh, true. Because they use diff- do they use the yolk or something? I don't know. But like, it's just all fat. Yeah. Like yep, it's not yep, sugar. Yep. It's just fat. 
Well, that's always the way with delicious stuff. It's like, why oh, am yeah. I so addicted to this? Oh, because oh. of all the addictive shit. In there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because all of the shit in there is just so, so yummy, but mm. so, so awful. Yep. But it's so good. Yeah. For our health, we should start doing a spicy matchup of just boiled chicken. Or oh, cauliflower. Chicken. Yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spicy matchup. Right there in front of me. Or cucumber. So, who is our spicy matchup this week? Well, there's a couple of spicy matchups, but... Um, I've got to go with... I only want the spiciest. Yes, and I've, and that's why I, I have gone with the spiciest. Um, the Redemption game, South versus Melbourne. So we saw in the first round, uh, the fir- the very first game of this year, Melbourne put it on the ambush at Amy Park. Three tries in 15 minutes, game is over, and then Benji comes on and then come back a little bit. Uh, Melbourne continue to roll. South do have those injuries. This is their first big test, as I mentioned at the start of the pod. Uh, and what... Better way to test out your stocks than the form team of the competition, the Melbourne Storm. So, lots of little storylines there. Can you know? Will will the, will they have short memories and forget about what happened? You know, just eight weeks ago. Um, they're playing in Sydney. Uh, good test for Melbourne as well because um, they've had a couple of easy games recently. So they'll be looking to to size themselves up against a, a known contender. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of spice there. I I think. Um, Benji's going to have to play seven um, while Reynolds is out. And then you've got to look at um, some of those fringe forwards as someone texts me. I thought I had put it on silent, but anyway, um, those fringe forwards for South really need to step up and, and put in and, and their bench as well. So if there are any chance, uh, their bench is really going to have to play some big minutes and, and, and make some inroads there. So I think, I think Melbourne win. Um, but I think it might be closer than people think. Well, that's a hot tip. Mm. Uh, which, you know, as we round the last little corner, returning to home base, uh, just the tip sponsored by OSBC, BC. the online sports betting company. Yes. So, uh, 0 for 2. Um, yes, congratulations. Last week. But no. as expected. Congratulations for losing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I had... I, had, I, I yes. definitely thought you meant two for O. No. I forgot about O for the, two. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just that positive double speak. Yeah, you know? yeah, People that's just, it. Yeah. yeah, get the vibe. So um, I had... I had my, In my three-game multi, I had two out of the three, but the first one was Canberra to win, and that was the first game of the week. So it was just like, eh, well, it doesn't matter what the others are. Crushing uh, to lose the multi on the first, first game, yeah. yes. Um, but we're, we're going to come back and do the first game again. <laughs> Again, so I've got, again, a three-game multi, um, but I've, I've been a bit more conservative. So I've got Melbourne to win, uh, Parramatta to beat the Roosters, because uh, I think this is going to be Parramatta's week and their time and the Roosters are down and can the Roosters sustain uh, that level. Um, let me just confirm that. I'm pretty sure it's the Roosters. Yes, it is, at um, Bankwest. And then Canberra, I mean, they had to win last week. They have to win this week. So they play... Pressure's on. Yeah, they've got a nine-day turnaround. And I believe they're playing um, not at Canberra. I think it might be Mudgy. Don't hold me on that. But they're not playing in Canberra um, against Newcastle. Um, they have to win. And Newcastle were awful against their beat-up Roosters side. So that multi again is Melbourne to win, Parramatta to win, and Canberra to win. Correct. Just straight up wins, no lines, no nothing. Um, but when you go onto our competitors, 
Uh, which you, we don't advise. No, no, but which like, we don't. But we, we've got to compare. Yeah, we've got to yeah. we've got to compare. So we they're they're sitting like around the three dollars because there are some heavy favorites in there. Yeah. Um, but OSBC, they're happy to double that and they've boosted it to six bucks, which Damn. is pretty decent. You get three favorites for six bucks for even money. If you do win money off of our tips, write in. We'd love yes, to hear that. Absolutely. That know, would be great. That's the sort of stuff we'd like to do for you for free. Yes, exactly. So, you know, let's get back on track here. Yep. You know, we've had two losses. Uh, I've had two back-to-back weeks. Luke's hasn't won anything. Um, <laughs> but let's get back on track here. $6 boost. That's pretty decent for three favorites. I'd take that any day of the week. Yep. Easy money. Uh, which is... Uh, my rap name. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, tremendous. Thank you. As we roll up to 6 a.m., uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we can wrap up this podcast. Yeah, mate. Um, thanks, thanks for putting it on. Thanks for the thanks for the breakfast spread. Oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, I know the American correspondent always appreciates the spread. <laughs> and um, hopefully Luke uh, takes his lovely wife, Katie, on a proper uh, baby moon. Let's not Next sign them time. up to stuff that, you know. Well, I mean, you got to do it right. That's true. You know. They could enjoy a lovely gold-class showing of uh, Space Jam stand- Oh, there it is. Yeah. Perfect. Birch, Carol, and Coyle. Yep. Ring in. We'll set it up. Baby Moon. <laughs> Baby Moon at the movies. There it is. See? I mean, come on. Anyone. And that's just off the top of our head. Exactly. Heads. Anyone yeah. that wants to get involved. Mini golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, you yes. can take children to all of these. These are Not horrible totally. ideas. Yeah, no, but it's fine. Yeah, okay. Mini golf's fine. Yeah, yeah. I like mini golf. It it is a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I prefer it to actual golf. Yes, controversial <laughs> decisions. You know. Again, I'm all about the pageantry. Oh man, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And the and the angles. You're an angles guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah big angles yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes. That's what Angle Park is named but after, right? right? The yeah. mini golf course. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, terrific terrific alright let's get out of here yeah see everybody next week thank you for tuning in feel free to give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you're watching 100% help your boys out with the algorithms and whatnot. and uh, we didn't do a stump the boys this week we have plenty in the mailbag but a bit unfair without uh, Luke here as well yeah we can't stump the the boy boy. that's right that's right you gotta stump the boys yes the boy with a Z with a Z with an I Z yes yes boys boys <laughs> uh, terrific. All good. All right, let's get out of here. Cue the sting. And then make like a bye 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 bye.